today's guest was a part of the team that won the overall trophy of Welcome Group Graduate School of Hotel Administration's annual Collegiate Hospitality Competition, the Wapsha Quest 2019. He is right now working as a kitchen assistant under the OSHA program with the Oberoi Vinda, a luxury cruiser operating in the picturesque Kerala backwaters of Lake Vemmanal. He is also a graduate of the Culinary Academy of India and a dear friend of mine, Mohammed Tawseef Shamsuddin. Did I get your name right? <laughs> ചെന്നൈ This is getting mad, Tamil Nadu, bro. I think the problem is people don't think it's that serious and they're like, yeah, it's fine, I'm, I'm immune. I'm naturally immune to everything. <laughs> Nothing can affect me. <laughs> This tiny virus is fucking it up for everybody, you know? Yeah. So back in Bangalore... No, I can't see it. I can't yeah. see it, so it can't hurt me. Okay, something like that. That's so people are just like that, you know? I can't see it, so it's not going to hurt me. Yes. Back in Bangalore, I started working. I started going back to work since Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, so it's been nice. I saw, I saw Johan's post and I was like, wow. Yeah, it's been it's nice. Been I didn't expect Johan to order. Johan has been asking me if the place was open. So, he was telling that he'll order. I was, I didn't expect his order. So, once it came, I said, I'm going to come deliver the order to you. Don't book a dungeon or something like that. So, I went and delivered. <laughs> But when I went yeah, to deliver... made him happy. Yo, yeah, it was it was nice to see him after 40 days of lockdown, you know. He was the last guy I met before I went in for the lockdown. I went home like after after I met him, that was on March 22nd. Lockdown started on March 23rd. After that I never came out of the house. You know how I got stuck in Chennai? No, I don't know. Uh so my after pleading for a long time, a manager okay. felt sorry for me. He said go home and come back in 4 days okay okay so on the day i'm supposed to leave i'm, I'm literally leaving for the airport okay the manager calls he's like okay where are you uh, my colleague calls me he's like where are you okay. and the manager is like yeah don't come back i'll let you know it for 2 days okay okay 2 days later is like yeah we're shutting down for now and you're going to stay in chennai your leave starts and is like no i need to leave for ramadan <laughs> i need to leave for <laughs> He's but, like, kid, no shut up. <laughs> but, but be happy, you're at home for Ramadan. Hey, I'm not complaining, I'm on Ramadan holiday. Very <laughs> <laughs> paid for this man. So that's the best part, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, what else, man? Apart from coronavirus, he's chilling at home. It's been 40 days, 40, more than 40 days, right? Quite. I, I, it's been two months since I came to Chennai. Wow. Wow, that's... Cool, I, like, I think it came on May 10th. Yeah. May 10th. Sorry, sorry, March 10th. March 10th. My apologies. Okay. When has it been two months? May 10th was the same for you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, long two, two month hiatus. <laughs> But there's like a slight uncertainty as in like when I went return. Like we're all like, okay, come on guys, just sit at home. 
let the let the virus go away we can all leave nope <laughs> i think we'll have to i think we'll have to get adjusted to living with the virus i don't think so it's in going away anytime soon nah that's what like i'm really happy with my company right now they like great initiative they're done like work from home i was like are you kidding i'm already making food at home what do you want me to work on and they're like no you have to like prepare recipe cards do assignments and everything else like really college work that's <laughs> i didn't i didn't expect to work from home to be honest i didn't work from I, home I was uh, like, okay, I'm already cooking at home. What do, What are you expecting me to do? It's like you just need to do computer stuff, and I was like, oh, cool. Father's <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I called you asking if you've been free for the conversation to happen. You said no, I was busy at work. I was like, okay, this guy is like. You yeah, had like a morning right meeting. Now. You were like, we like had a morning meeting. Okay. Just another morning meeting. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I'm in the middle of my assignments as well, so you know. scrambling fasting waking up at 3 just you know life is complete chaos right now but i'm not complaining i i stay in a muslim area so i know what the fast happens like who they start fasting at like 4 o'clock and they fast until like yeah. sundown and they fast until like sundown yeah sun 6 6:30 sundown i guess over here mm-hmm. in bangalore and they that's when they start eating I've always seen. You guys don't even touch a glass of water, right? Nothing, bro. Nothing. We can't even like swallow anything. And yeah, you're not wrong, but yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now they realize. Yeah. Okay. We you, you can't even say abuse or curse anybody, right? No, I I've not cursed in a long while, and Ojas has taken a good opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't curse, so you know it's it's cool. It's it's slowly growing on me. I'm liking this <laughs> peaceful lifestyle. <laughs> no, no, not cursing anybody is nice. Yeah, sort of. Except when you're really like really angry and you're like, ah, oh, like okay, calm down. <laughs> can't curse. You can't curse. Your fast will break. <laughs> Fine. Doing in the name of God. Uh, are there are there any serious repercussions if you break your fast or something like that? There aren't any repercussions. See, uh, first things first is your health is important. If you're not in good health, don't do it. Okay. But if you curse, you're generally not allowed to curse as a, you know, as a practicing Muslim. You're not supposed to curse. Like okay. You're bad. You get bad karma points. Okay. Okay. But most most of them do not follow this. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you like you like have a counter like your bad karma counter. Maybe yeah, plus one plus one. If it exists, you know, like your this is sticking points or like minus one, minus one, minus one. They are total up yeah. to this point. Yeah. So I want to ask you first question, bro. How sure. and when did you choose to become a chef? Like, what made you choose to become a chef? Ah. Uh... I'm going to say this, you know, cheesy shit as well. Okay. 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 Cheesy crap. Okay. Uh, I probably started cooking when I was in my fourth grade. Okay. Making chai and dosa. Okay. Okay. Slowly grew on me. My grandma and my mom were like really supportive because they're like, oh, you want to cook? You, are you, are you like, you're sure? Like, okay, I'll teach you as much as I can. 
Okay. But growing up, I was like a very choosy eater. Okay, I'm not. I I didn't like to eat anything at all. I just like to cook and serve. My mom, I've cooked horrible stuff. Like, and they're they're really supportive, and they're like, "Okay, oh, yeah, it's good. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. I can eat it." Especially <laughs> my brother, man. I I I don't know where I'd be with without him in life right now. He's done so much. Even me, I was oh. a I was a picky eater as a kid. I also started cooking chapati and dosa the first night. And I'm like. I was like, oh, all you got, all you got to do is just flip it. Chapati was like a skill I had to learn, learn really late, man. It was difficult for me getting the dough right and everything. Oh no, no, I used to never make the dough. I used to never roll it out. Mom used to do it. I was the only guy. Uh, only task I had was to cook the chapati on the tawa. Ah, that happens. That happens. Yeah, that happens. Uh, right. So fast forward, like in, I believe eighth grade or something, I saw ratatouille. Okay, and I say, like, oh, there's a profession for this. I can earn money by cooking. <laughs> but once I came to there, I was like, not much, but still, I can earn. Like this is for living. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just became obsessed with it. Okay, uh, but so, you know, as usual, from the eight, family constraint. From eighth grade, you were obsessed with cooking. Yeah, I just, I, plus you know, lonely childhood speaks for itself. So I had TLC. Fox Life and everything on. And I was like, saw these chefs cook a lot of stuff, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, Emeril Lagasse, everyone, man. So that's Who's how bald head David Rogo, yeah. That's how even I was introduced to food, you know. Uh, I, I, was, TLC, I was like blown away. Yeah, TLC, Fox Traveler, that was our food yeah. network. It was something available, and nobody gave. Uh, crap! If you saw that, like either I saw cartoons or I saw cooking stuff and YouTube. It was the time of the life in YouTube, man. Anything <laughs> and everything. I was introduced to YouTube pretty late in my life. I didn't have no. I had a, I didn't I have had a computer very early in my life. I mean, I, I okay. think I'm lucky for that. Okay. I've been introduced to a computer really early. Okay. Yeah. Growing so, up, you know, growing up, childhood. Yeah, growing up in India. Uh, hmm. Computer I had since I was like in eighth grade or something, right? but I didn't have internet connection with the computer until I came to eleventh grade. So only internet after, man. yeah, my bro- my brother was afraid of letting me go on the internet. He's like, no, there's so much of rotten stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand where your brother is coming from. Yeah, so you know, boom. I step into tenth grade. The big question comes: Do I choose science? Do I choose the failure of a stream of commerce as yes. regarded in my family? This is the most important question for every South Indian kid. Yeah, like you want to be a successful. You want to choose uh, a doctor, or you want to be a disappointment. So either doctor, engineer, or disappointment. Yeah. It was because every relative of mine was like an engineer or a CA or something, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, no, I'm not good at studies. I was second last in school. I remember. I hated school, man. I hated going to school. I hated studying in school. Okay. So then, one random evening, my brother, his colleague Farooq Patel, saw. Okay. He became a very close family friend. Moving on in life. Yeah. Later part of the story. So one day he asked me like, so what what do you plan to do? And I was I don't know I did not know when to break the ice with my family. I was like, yeah, I want to be an automobile engineer because okay. you know boys like cars, I like cars, okay. fast cars. 
I I don't think there's too much, but there it's not very forgiving, you know. Like other things, it's not very forgiving. Okay. That's you screw up one small step, and your end result will vary, right? Hmm. You have to like season yourself. You have to practice on a regular basis of sorts, so that you can progress and make yourself better at whatever life skills, particularly. All these kids nowadays are like, oh, plating, 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 like. Chill, bro. Get your knife sharp first. <laughs> then move on. <laughs> they want. They They want to play. They want to play with their tweezers, but they can't know. They don't know how to sharpen their knife with a stone. Like Marco Pierre, right? You know, he said like, oh, all these kids want to play dots and use a tweezer. Like, what are you? <laughs> Marco Pierre, right? That's like sad. Whatever he said, he's like, like rude. But he kind of made a fool of himself, dude. <laughs> you saw his comment, right? Women oh. are not uh, emotionally equipped for the kitchen. Man, that was a bad comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I think I missed that comment or something. I do know that he, he made a he made a crappy comment saying, you know, women are not suitable for this industry. Like, dude, your mother is the first chef in your life, man. That's you're obviously more qualified than anybody else. Mom and my grandma. Yeah. Yeah, women are the first chef in your life, dude. You can't say that. Yeah, that's true. Right. And it's true, especially in India, you know, like it's where like bad, women, bad. women are the people who cook for the family. You 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 attain the level of a godfather in this in this industry, and you make such a poor comment. <laughs> bad taste, bro. Bad taste. <laughs> okay, okay. So in the end, you ended up choosing CI. How how do you like CI, yeah. bro? See. Those were the three best years of my life. I completely changed. I was no longer the loser of school. You were like the rock star of your batch, you know. Really? No, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> of course you did, man. <laughs> I was not the rock star or anything. I was. What to say? How can I say this in a meaningful way? I was not really good in school and kind of like you know, Hannah Montana of this crap happened in college. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love studying for once. I didn't like studying. I was like, oh, I love studying now. I want to study more. Uh, you will. You were studying something you really enjoyed. Like you had interest. It was something it. I loved. Yeah. So you you didn't mind putting in the effort to do it. Not at all. But again, I was a severe introvert. Uh, like really, really, really horrible social anxiety issues I had, and mm-hmm. very slowly but painfully I had to overcome it. And my my uh, people helped it in college. People helped a lot. Uh, this is thing I tell about my life. You know, even though I grew up in Bangalore, I came to of I came of age in Hyderabad. No, oh, yeah, man, sure, man. I I miss Hyderabad totally. Probably right. miss it more than anything right now. Hyderabad made me realize the person I am, and made me become yeah. the person I am. You know, true, man. It's very true. It's the first time in my life I was left to my own devices. I I was the only one involved in taking decisions for myself. Even though my parents were there, I all I had to do was call them up in the night, talk to them. But most of the day I was interacting. I call my mom every day. Bro, same bro. Same bro. If I miss the call, you know, you call one day you're doomed. Same bro. Anything you do, if I if I miss my mom's call, if I didn't call her back, if I miss the call, if I call her back the next day. I get a earful first. Like why? You think oh you think you think you're this big guy that you <laughs> you don't care about your mother. You don't know yeah. how concerned I am. I'm like, 
So how how long is his experience for? Like three days, maximum package they can take this three day, two day, and a single night as well. Okay, okay, yeah. So you guys dock in at the port every night. Uh, after five thirty, we are not allowed to sail because they put the fishing nets there in the backwaters. Okay. So we set sail at eight or nine, depending upon the check-in guest moments. Okay. And we come back by five thirty is. In the middle, there'll be a tour. They'll get on a separate smaller boat so that they can get a better view. Called okay. Shikara. Okay. Were the ones in like the audio? Yeah, your your Kashmir, Kashmir, right? Ah uh, no, this is a smaller boat. That's all I can say. It's a smaller boat, a generic boat that you see on every like backwater photo. I think the I think the boats that they use in the Srinagar Dal Lake is also called Shikara. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. The, in in Malayalam, it's called Kattapadam. Okay, I don't know. Like I I don't know. I what had to is. learn Malayalam, man. <laughs> oh wow. Six Malayalam, I had to learn. You so say you can speak Malayalam right now, huh? Very, 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 very little. Not like <laughs> I can manage Malayalam. I don't. I don't. Okay, yeah. So I can manage Malayalam. I don't know. I didn't expect that. Very, 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 very. End with little. I I thought you'd end with like very, 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 very well. I can speak Malayalam. No, <laughs> it's a hard language, man. It's oh yeah, hard super language. hard, man. I can speak all the South Indian languages except for Malayalam. Yeah. It's a hard language. Uh, gr- growing up, I had Malayalam Malayali friends. And still, I I found it very difficult to learn Malayalam. Uh, the one thing, the, reason I, the stumbling block I, for me to learn Malayalam was this, to say the yeah. word banana in Malayalam, bro. I can't even say that. Yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get that word, bro. It's so difficult to get your mouth to say that word out, bro. There's a there's a ra in Tamil, so you can say that. I can say that. Yeah, Tamil. Yeah, Tamil. Yeah. I understand. That. I understand. That. If it's not, the thing was that I I joined Trident. There's a there's admin. Trident is basically the administrative hub for Virenda. Okay. Trident. Trident in Kerala. Trident Kochi. Trident Kochi. I was placed there. Okay. Kochi. Okay. And within like one month, one and a half month, the manager asked, "So you want to join Virenda?" So yeah, sure. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to a cruiser. So from the city of Kochi to the village of Arakura, and then uh, it was like backward in time. Yeah, so remote. People don't speak anything else except Malayalam where I stay. So I had to learn Malayalam. How far away from Kochi is Lake Vembanad? Ah, uh, similar to what can I say? Seventy-five to eighty kilometers is. Seventy-five to eighty kilometers, this and still you you going. You're saying it's going back in time. It's like that remote. Yeah, it's very remote. It's a very peaceful place. I mean, it's very you're, on a day off. It's amazing, and the boat moves from the docking area. Okay. So you can just get this good glimpse of small islands and sceneries, birds, and everything. It's it's amazing. I see. I keep seeing you post. Keep seeing your post on Instagram of you boating. Getting onto a uh, that Shikara, what we're saying. No, that's a small speedboat that okay. he has. I I get to ride that from time to time. Okay, okay. So it's not a Shikara. Oh, it's so cool, man! I get to ride a speedboat. <laughs> it's like a personal speedboat. You know how to operate one, huh? Yeah, I do. I do. Wow, man! Wow, man! That's like skills. I I never thought like 
anybody could learn or something like but still like it's difficult it's not difficult at all it's just so fun to be on a speedboat okay okay now that now that you know how to get on the speedboat maybe you can take me speedboating sometime shut up bro just come down hop down to kerala once this whole chaos lift hopefully kerala is not suffering that bad yeah thank so, you quite well how about the food that you guys cook on board yeah. can you like give me details on the food that you guys cook on board for the like i said for the guests we have a carte de jour type of menu okay. carte de jour in french is card of menu of the day yeah menu of the day don't so you yeah. change the menu every day like three days you say every every day, day every day so for lunch it's a different menu for dinner it's a different menu we personalize it for them so, so like on day one day one for the guests we just ease in we, we give simple simple food so that we can understand the palate what they can eat what they can digest okay on day two we we go full blown experimental oh wow shout out to anmol my coworker okay shout out to anmol what's his full name though anmol bhatia anmol bhatia shout out to anmol bhatia i hope he is hearing this when when this is yeah. released yeah so we cook like some amazing food there lobster scampi you name it like all this fancy stuff we cook wow we created nicely all fresh like, cats from the backwater itself right yeah yeah wow and, like deconstructed deserts and pretty sure you must have seen my instagram stories yeah i've been i've been taking them out bro like amazing food that you guys make over there i can't post a lot because uh you know i have to say some for the marketing team you <laughs> we <laughs> so don't post I don't post literally half the stuff I cook. I make sourdough bread. Okay. So that's what I said. It's a dynamic. I can take whatever I want. So it's all you. It's almost like the. Uh, it's like work in a kitchen, a restaurant kitchen. Itself. So it's like you can you handle like multiple sections. You, you handle multiple sections at once, and you're responsible for. Yeah. We are we are we are dynamic. All all of us in the kitchen are very dynamic. Even in the service team, okay. we do a lot of stuff. We do everything. It's not like. Oh, you're just gonna do cardio. Oh, you're just gonna do anything. You have to do everything. So it's not it's like they can't like putting yourself into a box and saying, "I'm not gonna expand more than this box." No, I'm just limited yeah. to the things I'm doing. But instead, no, what you're doing on Obroy Vrinda is like you're managing entire operations. So it's like you have more responsibilities. Everybody does. That's how. That's how unique we are as a team. Okay. We are so nice. much to do, and we are like really. Like close knit, well knit when it comes to handling each other's business. Wow, man, that's 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 like something I never expected that could happen in a hotel. You're not working in a hotel. That's the best part. That's yeah, not a hotel. It's it's an experience. It's an experience. It's an experience like, for the guests. It's an experience for the people working there. Oh, wow. So this cut the new menu that you say. You guys yeah. repeat the menu for the next batch of guests that come. For the next batch of guests yeah, get. Okay. So the next batch of guests that come. will not eat the same thing you know in a row okay. it will be different for every guest so after like if i am coming in three day, for three days i get yeah. three days i get separate menu but yeah if i'm staying back for the next three days i might be getting the same menu so well we will definitely black keep that in consideration we will try to play it around so that okay okay so you If I'm going to stay for the next more three days, that means I'm not gonna get the get the same menu I got three days earlier. 
Okay, sorry, like the network got cut. My bad. Can't I can't help it? We are like recording on a phone. Right now I can't even. So I I I can't even get audio equipment like shipped to me, or I can't even Amazon it to me because I'm in a red zone and they're not allowing deliveries in a red zone. So kind of a difficult thing, you know. First world problems. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. I was I was just telling you, right? So so if I a guest decides to stay for three days, extend his stay yeah. by three more days. That means mm-hmm. the guest will take the, the guest will make sure that the guest is getting customized money for the next three days that he stays also, right? Yes, yes, yes. He will take real strict care on that. Oh, this is this is like amazing, bro. This is like personalized care of every guest that you guys are taking off. Oh, I get to experiment a lot, man. Like fermented food. Yeah. yeah, blah blah blah. What you have blah. always been the experimentalist in your batch, like, and I don't know my much. Project, of, I, I don't project know. Project initiative was regarding that. Yeah, man, that's some sad thing that happened to you. I overheard, bro. So sorry, bro. What happened? To you? So for people, you okay, don't. Okay, a lot of so a lot expl- of tragedies happened. You have to be specific. Explain to people what happened to your ACV project. Ah, uh, so good stuff. I'm gonna say. Okay. Good. Ah, uh, because the thing is that with a little riff, with a little riff, I changed my uh, initial setup to something okay. different because I wanted to be experimental. Like you said, I was always energetic to try something different and weird. Okay. So I I was looking through the catalog of previous batches. Like, has anybody done this? Has anybody done even something close to this? So okay. then came into my mind. I saw this picture on Google. Right? I saw some not from who said I see? Jamie Oliver or something. He he had a jar of preserves and everything. I was like, oh damn, that's it, that's it. So I I went up with a team of uh, preserved and preserved food, naturally preserved food, fermentation, dehydration, bacon jam, cured okay. yolks, brine, okay. vegetables, kimchi, you name it. I had everything in it. Okay. So you saw so Jamie Oliver's. Uh, Preserve photo and you were you had that aha moment. You're like, oh yeah, this is the thing I'm like, gonna oh, do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I had a lot of help. Okay, my friends helped a lot, specifically Ojas. Like, he's he's a, he's a mad scientist of our batch. Shout out to Ojas. Uh, Ojas was the first guest on the podcast. Uh, he had a lot of things to say. Uh, this is a nice episode. But sadly, sadly, the audio quality on that episode is really bad. Like you must have. That's okay. You must have listened to it. Cool. I, I saw it. I saw it the first episode, like podcast. Oh, just started like what? Podcast? <laughs> I have to get on this. The reason I told the reason I told, the reason I told, I told, I told mom like mom, one hour do not disturb. I need this. <laughs> okay. The reason I chose Ojas is because I had already told Ojas. I already asked Ojas if he wanted to be on the podcast. Once I had this trial episode to record. No better option for me. I I I asked Johan and I asked Ojis. Then Ojis agreed to it. So I said, okay, fine, let's mm-hmm. get let's get it done. So this is nice talking to Ojis, bro. He had some really nice yeah. things to say. So yeah. I interrupted you. You were saying you were saying yes, that cool. Ojis helped you in your project. Ojis helped. Chef Akshay had helped. Okay. Um, fine tuning everything. So I just started out with the really tiny crop. Okay. Budget constraints. Okay. But right. again, and with smart decisions and smart budgeting, 
I was able to crack down the entire project within thirteen thousand, and everything was glass. My entire my entire prop was glass. Oh wow! The the common uh, nickname for me is butterfingers. Okay, like destroyer, beater. <laughs> all all of the AI will agree on this. Okay. <laughs> I had such butterfingers, man, and I was really afraid. Okay, I'm not gonna break this. I'm gonna break this. <laughs> Everyone was like, okay, you're gonna break this. Be careful, sir. It's not. It's it's glass. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Plus, it, You didn't end up. Like, you didn't end up breaking it, though, right? I didn't break it. <laughs> I didn't break it. Okay, okay. Somebody else did, or did they not? Yeah. Oh, they somebody did. else. Oh shit! Man. They did, but yeah. And happy thing is, my preserves came till the end of the batch, man. The end of the semesters it came. People use it in sausage making. Oh, nice, nice. What, what, what all things did you make? You, you said bacon jam, sugar lemon, bacon jam, dehydrated vegetables of carrots, tomatoes, apples. Um, there's a video on YouTube. Like, is my audio got cut sadly on that, but there's still a video. Okay. Like, small description. Okay, okay. Just send Just me the go link. look at. Send me the link to the video. So send me the link to so I'll be able to link it to this uh, podcast. Sure, sure. So right. bottled. Okay, your team was bottled. Yeah, because again, everything was bottled and preserved and jarred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. I get the concept right now. So, so it was it was amazing. Like I, my dish was uh, sweet chicken, smoked blue cheese sauce, and I was like, oh my my, <laughs> chicken skin. This is a packed umami bomb, man. Like fermented tomatoes and olives and mushrooms and everything was there. Nice. It was like a beautiful umami bomb. Wow. I I. I For me, fermentation was something I got into when I was working at Fly Granny. Okay, in Fly Granny, oh, you had yeah, like, yeah, at Fly Granny, your own baker and like meats, man, is so cool, dude. Oh yeah, that was that was something you know I was impressed by when I went to Fly. Like all the sausages, uh, we had chorizo on the menu. We had uh, Italian sausages for breakfast. We had I bacon. See, we had we had ham. We had pastrami. All of that we used to make. See yours and Hari's story on Instagram is like bro, man. So, so that was something. Wow. And apart from that, we also had a really good pickling program in Fly Granny. You know, all of the mm-hmm. we had. So, on an average, we used to make around like say ten different types of pickles. We always had, we always had backup of ten different types of pickles, and we used to make all those pickles by ourselves. We yeah. never got any of the pickles from outside. As far as I remember, I don't. We never had any pickles from outside, and we used to even make our own fermented hot sauce. You know, the hot sauce used to oh, get damn. fermented for over over a month before it gets blended. People don't understand you know? hot sauce needs to be fermented, not that Maggie crap. <laughs> Dude, I love that Maggie crap. Don't tell it to me. Okay, I I still have like a one one kg bottle in my. I I, I love ketchup, not that hot sauce crap. Oh I love my ketchup. goodness, it hurts me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love mustard as well. Mustard, mustard over ketchup any time. No, no. For me, it's like spicy hot sauce over ketchup for some. Ketchup too sweet sometimes for me. Yeah. No, and in terms of Maggie and you know, like your proprietary bottled crap, okay. Maggie ketchup is fine for me than hot sauce. Okay. Personal opinion. Nobody needs to get offended. Okay. So getting back to your prop for ACP, that's Association of Chef Professionals competition that is held annually yeah. for. All the culinary hotel management, yeah, yeah, hotel management schools in Hyderabad. So I yeah. also had to take part in. I did. Uh, I was in. I was in Indian, right? 
So I chose in Indian as my preference in third year. So I decided to do highlight uh, the royal cuisine of Karnataka or what I thought was the royal cuisine of Karnataka. <laughs> like I, I my okay. my my prop was a thermocol Mysore Palace. <laughs> so it's like I had like. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. I I remember I had to wait until like eight o'clock. I had to go somewhere far away in Secunderabad, like twenty kilometers away from the college. Get my prop done. Wait until eight o'clock oh, for him to finish his prop. So my batchmate Vishal Sairam. Shout out to Vishal. Like I made Vishal's uh, prop wait in the truck for my prop to get into the truck. And his uh, oh, god, his, his coordinator was asking him to come, like demanding him to come as soon as possible. But that was he is such a nice guy, a humble soul, and he waited for me to get my prop into it. In the in the end, he still he got screwed by his coordinator, but still, bro, for, if not for him, I would not have been able to get my prop on time, bro. <laughs> oh my! I I I had severe goosebumps, man, when the And my uh, display piece, the display glass went into the truck. I was like, "Oh God, no! Oh God, no!" But but how did it break? How many people to lift it? So many. It was it was like eighty kilos plus 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 eighty kilos plus plus. So after 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 I asked you to get this prop done, right? Yeah. It was just an idea for the prop. He 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 uh he find you in the final product. Okay. Okay. Okay, so how did it break, though? You told me it broke. Did it break after the ACB? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Did it break? Yeah, it went till the finals. It went till okay. the final round. Okay, From okay. From prelims to finals, it went. Okay, okay. And shortly after, it, I don't know, one or two months later, I just, I just found it broken in the ACB, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you found it in, you found it in ACB broken. So ATK yeah, is it is not bad. It is not bad. Just a few cracks, like yeah, large cracks. ATK is the advanced training kitchen of our college. That's where we fine tune our skills. We learn vegetable carving. We do what else do we do? Very essential, very essential stuff. Yeah, very carving. Normal stuff carving. Ice carving. So ice carving. Oh my god. Ice carving happens in ATK. We can't get the ice block all the way up to the floor. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah. So forget about that, man. I saw it happen in GTK. Essential stuff in in life you need. <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> it's very essential stuff. It it helps it helps yeah. you improve your creativity as well. Oh yeah. So the amount of times I cut my fingers while trying to carve. <laughs> amount of times, amount of times I glued my fingers together with that heavy bond. <laughs> <laughs> hot glue man, hot glue oh, like this. Oh shit, bro! That super glue thing it burns your skin when you get it stuck, you know? Yeah. Damn, bro. Damn. Now, I already had like the fear of that band song. Like, oh God, I'm gonna burn myself. No. <laughs> so, somebody in your batch told me that for your ADK, for your ACP prop, right? For ACP yeah. finals. You had uh, you had been fermenting your uh, what do you say your kimchi in the kimchi. oven. Kimchi, oh no! So bringing back oh, bad no, memories, no, no, I no. suppose, right? Bro, I had like four jars of like large jars of fermented good kimchi, man. And I put a sticker saying, "Please don't touch; it's fermenting." Okay. And okay. The, and the and the so-called geniuses just 
did not decide to give a crap and just turned the oven on and they're like oh isn't this supposed to get baked isn't that why it's in the oven is like oh you dim wit <laughs> you 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 ruined you ruined a week worth of work of mine so what do you end up doing with that kimchi in the end i had to throw it it became rancid it, it was horrible the plastic melted from the rims of the jar oh it no oh. no longer had the tighter feel it had burn marks How long? How long was it stuck in the hot oven? I came and saw the next day, I believe. Oh, this is like twelve hours probably. Yeah, doomed, doomed. Damn, bro. So you had to replace your whole kimchi for the prop. Yeah, but the, uh, my mentor also didn't agree with four jars of kimchi. He's like, "Hey, Matt, can you just be a more diverse, bit more diverse, please? <laughs> one jar of kimchi <laughs> and other brined and preserved elements." <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, I want to ask you, who told you this uh, kimchi disaster? <laughs> I think it was either Johan or Otis. I think it was for a lot of people who actually understood kimchi felt my pain. Yeah, yeah, I understood when pe- when they told me about this episode also I was like, "Damn, bro. Like you must have go- I I told the first thing I told them was you must have gone through like Serious trauma after you saw that kimchi get demolished, you know, like destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a better place now. <laughs> I've moved on. You moved on, you said. You still there. And I will always. <laughs> <laughs> sort of voice I had. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you this question now, bro. Yes, bro. Like I would like to ask. What does it mean for you to be a chef? You told me that you you always wanted to be a chef ever since like tenth mm-hmm. grade. You made up your mind to be a chef. You even convinced your parents to be a chef. So I know it's important for you. But more than that, right now, what does it mean for you to be a chef? Where can I even begin? It's it, it's a feeling. It's an emotion to be a chef. But uh, personally, I say I'm not yet a chef. I'm still a cook. Become a chef. You. There are like levels of pain and progress you need to make to be a chef, right? Yeah. There's there's so much to in between. I can't call myself a chef yet. You know, okay. just by job job description, to be a chef it takes a lot of time. You need to bloom into a chef from being a cook. Okay. That is. I say being a cook is very important to me because food is nurturing, right? It's an act of care. It's an act of love. Yeah, it's, it's a pure emotion feeding somebody food. Yes, that's true. And one 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 response I got from one of the guests in Vrinda was, "Can I adopt you?" <laughs> can you imagine how I must have felt. Like, can I adopt you? And I was like, "What?" The guest came up to you and asked you if they can adopt you. No, we go and speak with the guest. Uh, sometimes we go and describe the dish. So okay. At the end of the meal, we go and ask them, "So how are you feeling? How you how do you feel on the meal?" It's feedback oriented. Okay. They're like, can I adopt you? And you're like just twenty one. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they actually wanted to adopt you, huh? Even though they were, they might have been joking, but you know, it still feels awesome to be heard. To hear that. Can I adopt you? He's like, wow, really? I get a green card. <laughs> so so that's the whole nurturing act that. And the selflessness that you need to have this industry side sideline the ego man. Generally, like a lot of cooks have like crap load of ego and you know 
narcissism okay but ego man just throw it on the side and let us have just be nurturing be gentle be kind everybody will love you that is simple as that that's true uh, you got you got a path on your knowledge that's the way that's the way we can yeah. go they were coming then knowledge is power man knowledge is power yeah you don't neglect knowledge you have to be good teachers bro it's yeah. very hard to find mm-hmm. it's very hard to find uh, self to take in the trouble of training new people no yeah that is that is something i've found very few people even taken the time to teach anybody it's important it's but important, important to have a mentor yeah but it's very important for people to do that also so personally right now i'm in this place i'm working at i this this new trainee who's working over there who is uh, okay. who's a first year bhm student from waksha okay so the um, like i take in time to personally tell him like if he says something that he doesn't know or i'm telling him something and he's like oh, what's that like the other day i was telling him uh, how to sharpen his knife and he was telling him about the different types of steel that the knife can be made of you know yeah. like he needs I type first personally didn't have the best training experience um, you know that's how the lot of uh, people in industry go like trainees are not given a lot of nurturing a lot of care training is like your first taste of the industry right yeah that's where you 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 make it uh, first impression of like it you make your first impressions of the of the one dude joined the trainee in Hilton Chennai okay me and another dude joined okay out of the blue this one and a half months later after he stopped showing up to work he found out that he doesn't show up to work next <laughs> is like okay uh, how's how's it been going okay what have you learned so far okay well, uh, you just came around to somebody else came with you somebody else must, uh, came with me they would call that person as they go to the department is like dude that guy didn't show up in the past one and a half month <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> you don't know about it so <laughs> nobody knew except <laughs> the people in the department like oh, okay that guy didn't show <laughs> i feel sad because yeah the whole act, and nurturing act was absent in his experience people oh. didn't say okay he's start doing something wrong you you were yelled at yeah that's what i that's what whenever i a trainee is under me i i take extra care for them like okay i teach them i'll tell them okay this is how you hold the knife this is how you sharpen it you don't do this you don't do that Yeah, you use a duster. Huh? That's what I feel like, you know. If you train somebody to do something properly, then you build you. That's an act of building trust in a kitchen. Yeah. You you. One of the first interactions I had with you was you were telling me that I should not use my dominant hand for sauteing. Okay. Okay. Do yeah. I remember this? I don't yeah. remember this. I don't think so. You'll remember. Okay. I have exceptionally good memory for some reason. Okay. Okay. That's true. That's true. I get it. So I like you. You. I was sorting with my right hand. I was like, bro, like use your left hand. Don't use your right hand. Use your right hand for taking stuff. And it's like, eh, I'm comfortable with my right hand. <laughs> But years later is when I realized, okay, I should use my left hand. Yeah. yeah when you're using, when you're using your left hand for sorting the pans, right? You gotta get that accent. So you have your dominant hand left out. for you to grab the things around to put it in the pan to yes. make sure you're stirring it right or like your, your dominant hand is a hand which you do most of your work with so you have more dexterity in your dominant hand to do to all yep. the more uh, like detailed work right 
So instead, why why would you leave the detail work for a hand which you don't have more coordination over? That's what I was like. I was lazy, but I was like, I didn't try hard enough to use my left hand. <laughs> Nobody does, bro. Now, <laughs> Unless you're like left hand. Now to the point where I started using my left hand for chopping. Like I started practicing, but oh yeah, and go out really. Like it's something I have to do. Like branch out. Oh okay, okay. I, I do. I don't think so. I can hold a knife in my left hand and be. Be confident about cutting things, I, you know. I can, but I don't have the speed that I have with my right hand. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. But, but I, you're learning to be. You're learning to be ambidextrous. Yeah, I didn't hold a chef knife until I was in college, so you know, it. I understand it takes a lot of time. Yeah, I remember I got my first chef knife before I came to college. I just got it because of the shape of chef. I was like, oh, that's so cool, man! I need to get a knife. It's so cool. And people get tattoos on their chef knife, like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people get chef knife tattoos. It's like that's your tool. That's your main tool. It's a lot. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah, it means a lot. So yeah. Yeah. So so like that whole aspect of oh, chef knife. How oh, it makes me a chef. I hold this magic tool. <laughs> and I was I was not like you know like like what to say I was not like really really like flawless with the knife I I pretty much sucked at it until I came to final year. Oh yeah, you gotta learn, bro. You gotta just it's just putting it's in the effort to master skills. It's just slow process. Cooking, cooking, cooking is art and artisanal at the same time. Yeah, it's culinary art, man. For it's a reason, it's a, it's an art and it's in a craft. Like doing carpentry, right? Yeah. It's like yep. you you get that skill over time. You can't get it straight away. It's like it's like, it's like you know, young kids. Yeah. They're like, oh, can I play? Oh, can I be on the range? Like, dude, just start with your knife. Hold your knife first. Then peel onions and like that's the thing that stupid master chef man. You you get so much false hope from it. painful because This master chef gives a lot of false hope, you know. You like, you just cook for like, like a period of time, and you become an executive chef of a place. But it's okay, but it's that, it's that when you're doing those kind of uh, menial jobs of just sitting yeah. in one place, or standing in one place, and peeling or cutting, chopping, no? that is when you have yeah. the, uh, you have the leisure time to observe the, all the other fast-paced things that's happening around you. Yeah. In the kitchen, it's not slow pace. Absolutely fast, right? That's the only place. Yeah. That's the only time you get like when you're feeding. Oh, there's again, there's there's a huge difference between the restaurants and hotels as well. The okay. speed differs a lot. Yeah, that's true too. I believe you only said said the same thing. Like nine hours of uh, restaurant work is not the same as nine hours of hotel work. Well, I I might have told that when I didn't know much about hotels or restaurants, but I was just starting mm-hmm. off. But nine hours yeah. in a nine hours in a restaurant, you are not standing at the same place and doing the same work. You have a lot of things to do. You'll absolutely be you'll absolutely be pummeled by the end of the nine hours. You'll be like, can I can I leave, please? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's happened so many times in my life, bro. 
But right now, yeah. from, I have built that stamina of working in a kitchen. At the yeah, end of the day, I don't feel... At the end of the day, there's lots of work. I've finished lots of work. There's been a bomb day. There's been lots of orders coming in. I haven't had a free time. Like, I haven't had a sip of water. I haven't had time to eat my food. But still, at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, that was something really, really nice. That's something special, you know, that doesn't come very too, very often, you know. Even when you suffer and you still show that, you still feel happy, happy about your suffering, right? That's not everybody does, sadly enough. Uh, not everybody does. One of the more, one of the more neglected things in our industry is mental. Yeah, mentorship is very, very crucial. People should really understand mental health is serious. It's not a joke. Okay. Not everybody has the same emotional capacity, right? People can't take so much of abuse. Most of what there, but not everybody can take the abuse. That is true, bro. That is true. Lot of lot of people quit, man. Like you see, people come and go in a blink of an eye, and they feel like you could have waited a little longer. You had so much potential. Oh yeah, I've seen so many people quit. They come in. They come in for morning service, evening service. They're gone. They're like, I, I. They go down for a smoke. And then they're gone. <laughs> it happens uh, so so often. It happens, that, that's know? that's how the uh, what to say. That's how the industry works, right? That's how the industry evolves. When you're beginning, your first few years will be the absolute worst. You'll be called names. You'll be pummeled with work. That is what we give respect. That is the culture that has to change. That is the culture that I I has persisted for so long. That is how Dominic Crane has mastered that. I believe. Dominic Kren. Dominic Kren. I don't know. I haven't read about it much. Oh. Well, okay. Her restaurant is Atelier Kren in. Yeah, I do America. know her. I do know her restaurant. Yeah, that is there. She's so, a very. Uh, she's she's an amazing chef, man. Her menu is basically a poem. Okay. She doesn't have a written menu. It's a poem which describes each dish. It's like, oh my, uh, my, you you. I saw that. I saw that it's a table episode of her. So. Yeah. She has so much of uh, care and nurturing in her establishment, right? That's that most people should look into that. Okay, I believe. Okay, okay. It's slowly happening, right? People are understanding mental health is an issue. It's, it's serious. It's not a joke anymore. That's that's one more reason why I fell in love at the job at Fly Granny, you know. Chef Varun, yeah. Chef Varun was such an amazing mentor. He was like a mentor. He's more like an elder brother to me. He he uh, taught he taught me so many things in the kitchen. And he taught me how to work in a kitchen. He taught me how to do my skills properly. That's that's the most important thing in a kitchen, right? When you have somebody to yep. teach you and believe in you, and you show you repay that trust in them by making yourself yeah. better. Yeah. It's it's a not it's a it's a shared skill. You just can't be selfish with your own recipes or your techniques. You you branch out. You help other people. Yeah, bro. You teach that's, what that's, you know. That's very important. Because of him, I've changed my whole approach to a kitchen. Yeah. In the kitchen, you got it's, it's a whole team. It's a whole team. It's like a team sport, like football or basketball or or cricket. That's what I feel. Our kitchen is. No? It's like mm-hmm. kitchen is like a high performance uh, sport. Like yeah, a, you very, know, very very high performance sport, but underpaid. Come on, labor laws. Come on. That is there. That is there. But it's like a high performance sport, you know. You you prepare yeah. you prepare to execute. You prepare the whole day to execute for like three, four hours of the day. 
that is true like bizampla is like the most important thing oh yeah that's true so i want to yeah. ask you i want to ask you this question yeah do you, do you know what role aksha plays in the society in general like do you realize the role that you we both play in the society as a general like the role i don't aksha. think i don't think i have that you know that that behemoth of a role yet but maybe someday in the future chefs are important to the society and chefs are essential they're very essential we, we carry food we teach people about food and right now there's a lot of beautiful things going on in indian segment of the hotel field lot of chefs are bringing forward a uh, food forward movement by chef gary marora or chef uh, thomas zacharias which is in intense dedication towards highlighting indian cuisine and essential uh, local ingredients man it yeah. takes a lot of effort it oh, takes yeah. a lot of effort yeah. but it is again people are fascinated with foreign food you know we we neglect our own cuisine sometimes we take it for granted i think this is yeah. this is that in india as of now right we we yeah. are looking towards the west thinking yeah. that the west we, is better than us and the west is looking at that the west is looking forget that yeah yeah we have the most diverse cuisine probably ever you know mexico is second to us i do mexican cuisine is diverse you know all cuisines have their own they are all equally diverse and uh, di- sorry diverse yeah they are all equally diverse and what not but i i can stand ground on indian cuisine they're like you can nobody can the thing about indian cuisine is you can't put indian cuisine in a box and call it indian cuisine indian cuisine is this is problem with the problem with indian cuisine is there is no standard recipe you know like you take bo blanc and like oh you have to have butter you have to have white wine okay. you have to have blah 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 we need you to talk about dal tadka one chef will say i am green chef else chef will say screw you no green chili so, so this, is the, thing, this right? is the same thing uh, oh this was telling and is uh, Connor in the previous yeah, yeah. that we had, right? Like, there's no set recipe for Indian cuisine. Indian cuisine is yeah. vast and varied. Like, it changes. You, you are Mexican. We have our own. You, you are South Indian. I am a South Indian. You are from Chennai. I am from Bangalore. We both eat sambar. Yeah. Okay, that we both eat sambar. <laughs> the sambar that you make in your house uh, is going to be so different from the sambar that I make in my house. Yeah, man. But basically, the, but the technique that you uh, make the sambar in. is remains the same but the ingredients i have will be different i have a different technique my mom has a different technique yeah. the sambar i make in a uh, uh, establishment is be different yeah see it's, that's it's, the thing about indian cuisine you know, it's diverse it's like absolutely you can't put it in a box and say this is how it's supposed to be done because somebody else will say oh no but i don't do it that way but it still stays amazing <laughs> The problem or the solution with Indian cuisine is it's highly opinionated, I believe. Like, oh, my recipe is superior. Oh no, my recipe is superior. Oh no, my recipe is superior. Okay, it's for better or worse. We do have that problem too. No, yeah. One of, my, one of my goals in life is to make sure that Indian cuisine is like uh, I can like simplify Indian cuisine using the techniques that we cook. It's like to make a compendium of Indian cuisine. Yeah, but it's, it's going to take some time for me to get there, you know. First, I have I to, I have to first. I first have to understand sure. cuisine first. I'm not sure what I'm going to be in the future. I don't. I'm not like 
I don't know, man. Am I gonna be a westernized guy because I like the techniques and the skill they execute, or am I gonna be a modern Indian chef because I like the flavors and the boldness or the authenticity of the uh, dishes, or am I gonna be a baker because again I love bread, I love baking bread, I love baking in general. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, it's another beautiful thing about industry. It, you have unlimited options, right? You can do anything you feel like, as long as you're good at it. Yeah, that's true. You gotta you can do anything. And be good at it. Yeah, like it's 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 amazing. You have so much of options. You have so much of freedom. Not freedom, but you still have a lot of options. So, do you like the recognition the chef is getting, the occupation of chef is getting in the modern world, or do you not like it? Or what's your thoughts on the recognition that we're getting right now? We need recognition, I believe, but it's different. It differs, right? Um, like Ojas had mentioned, like we're we're always seeing like these angry people who curse all the time, you know, like big bad people, thin <laughs> fan foam foam, something like that. Okay, some people are like that, but we're. I don't know. I, I I don't. You. I don't think so. A hothead will. Particularly, be my favorite. I don't really like people who are hotheads or you know egotistic. As I said, you should not share when you should not be screaming food. You should feed love, not curse words. I believe. <laughs> you know, like there's this terminology. I was thinking. I was thinking today when I was riding to the bank. Okay, this is like okay. What what all when I was doing my training or when I used to go for uh, outdoor catering, right? All these stuff. Yeah. When I used to stand in front of these big pots, the big cauldrons of uh, gravies and uh, curries being made, and we, we used to be asked to stir them, right? So yeah. the thing they used to tell us was, "Pyaar se karo." Pyaar se karo, beta. But yeah, very few people say "pyaar se karo." Yeah, a lot of times. You pyaar se karo. I used to wonder, man. I'm like, bro. All I'm doing is standing over here and stirring the gravy. I don't know. It's how a flex, dude. I don't you're, know. I'm not sure that I'm in love with <laughs> what I'm doing. I I never really understood. Okay, it is like that. I was like, what the fuck do I do? Then how do I how do I do this task with love, man? I don't understand. I'm just stirring something, right? Then yeah. once I started working and I started making my own food, started making food for guests, right? It's suddenly it's like oh Eureka! Love. If you don't love what you're doing, the food will not be as good as oh, it's supposed to be. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like even if it's like a simple omelet, if if I'm doing an omelet with love to serve it for the guest, it's yeah. gonna come out way better than if I'm just doing the omelet for the sake of making an omelet. Yeah. It is. It's. It's very relevant. Like you see, you can. You can taste the difference. You know. Yeah. You. You taste the, the emotion the chef has made the dish with. That's why. That's why your mom's food. You can never surpass your mom's cooking. Never ever. You can never <laughs> beat her. That's true, bro. There's something. What? There's something. What? Yeah. There's something. No what verification. What emulsification? Blah blah blah. You had. You can't beat the sambar man. No. <laughs> Something you can add, you can add cold cheese, you can add truffles, you can add caviar, but nah, yeah. nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, I understand. You know, it's like mom's taste and mom's dishes can't be replaced. Like even if they are recreated, no. they don't taste the same. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's no. very, very true. What you just said, you know. You just can't. No way, man. 
how how great you may become in life, you still have to fall back. He's the first master in cooking in my life now. Mom and grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the way it's ever gone. It's always gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna be cooking food, and the ultimate critic is going to be mom. You know, like if I cook something, yeah. she's very frank about it. She tells me like, no, you didn't cook it properly. I don't like the taste. Of it. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> like throwback to the first time I ever cooked steak. Uh, you know, first time I ever made steak. Huh. Through some magic miracle, became perfect medium rare. Oh Jealous. wow! Oh wow! Yeah. That beginner luck. Yeah, the beginner's luck. Yeah, I made it as like, did I did I do this? Wait, this is legal. Like, I do, beginner's luck. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it to my mom. She's like, yuck, it's raw. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's like, yeah. <laughs> they spat it out, man. I I don't think I've had a worse heartbreak in life. Like, perfect oh, people spit and people spitting it out, saying, yeah. yuck, it's raw. In first year, we learned how to make soup, right? That's basic. Yeah. Basic what we learned. I come home. All the basics. Yeah, I come home and I make this tomato soup at home. Okay. Okay. A cream of tomato. Hmm. I serve it to my mom. My mom is like, so thick. What the? <laughs> so thick. How can how can I eat this? I'm like, this is how soup is supposed to be. She's like, no, but you know that soup that they give in that uh, hotels and restaurants is so. I R C D C man. <laughs> Oh, That's God. crap. I have to be soup. <laughs> oh, God. But, but she's grown up eating that. I can't stand it. Ever since then, I've never made soup in my house. I'll be honest with you. Oh, mom loves momos actually. I love making dumplings and she loves eating dumplings. Oh, yeah. That's true. Again and again. That's true. Like, make dumplings. Make dumplings. Make dumplings. Yeah, in my house. In my, mo- in my house, mom doesn't ask me to cook anything like much like that, you know. It's my sis who asked mm. me to cook. She's like, oh, make this. Oh, make that. What's the point of even having a chef in the house if he's not cooking for us? No. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, mom doesn't have any complaints apart from the extra long work hours. She cries sometimes over how long I work. Apart from that, she's like, my I believe she's proud of me. Uh, I believe she's proud of me. I'm happy. That's nice. That's nice, bro. That's nice. So, bro. Cooking for you. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we are chefs, but I want to ask you this question. As a chef, sure. In what ways would you want to improve the occupation of being a chef? I don't understand the question. So, as a chef, do you want yeah. to improve your occupation? Like, what are the ways that you want to improve your occupation? What ideas do you have to make oh. to make this occupation better? You know? Like, there's so for the future, yeah, for the future generation. Yeah. Ah, okay. In in like really deep question. Uh, I, I thought it's a uh, nice question to ask everybody that appears in the podcast. It's a deep question. No, it, it, it's a good question. That's what I mean. Well, there come my people. Well, they always, and they say so close to the mosque. I can't help it. Yeah, it's cool. Sorry. So, thing is, I like to say about Gordon Ramsay, he calls the current generation of chefs, you know, snowflake, snowflake generation. Oh, yeah. Um... I really hated that man. Like, okay, he had a tough time. He worked at a Marco Piero. Like, it's difficult. I get it. So, what I think is, he knows the pain of having a horrible boss, right? He can be more empathetic towards who he trains, who he uh, has under him. But he doesn't do that. 
like you have to develop a thick skin you you need to be tough as boots and what not blah blah i don't i don't really cope with that fact okay you should Come, nurture man coming back to that nurturing thing right that then you have to nurture the nice you feel that like, nurture at yeah you feel that like nurturing and mentorship in a kitchen is very important yeah and more self very want. much man Food is, is a nurturing source for human beings. It, it keeps us alive. Do you want to eat a screaming bowl of scrambled eggs or something that's gently cooked, seasoned to perfection? What do you want to have, man? Like, somebody saying, oh, in with the, in with the eggs, add your scrambled eggs, blah, 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 and boom. <laughs> um, okay, some scrambled eggs. Like, I don't know, man. I haven't worked at any, like, Michelin star restaurant. Or even like one of some of the best restaurants in the world, let alone India. Yeah. But yeah. I think when working at those establishments where excellence is like the high standards of excellence, right? People are constantly yeah. under pressure to meet their customers' expectations. Do not yeah. let them down. And at the yeah, man, at times like that, people tend to you know like resort to means of getting the work done by screaming or. to yeah being crude or being that uh, arrogant to people you know which That's which ultimately leads to yeah. mental abuse the ruling drug habit ruling oh yeah ruling by fear is one of the easiest ways to get things done that happens throughout humanity that happens throughout civilization but can you condemn it of course you can condemn it can we change it of course we can change it this starts with us yeah that's so bro Start with us, man. Not the people. Don't scream. Support one another. We are where we have to have camaraderie in the kitchen. That's that's the best part of the kitchen. You have such unity and camaraderie. You can do. You feel like anything. A well, a well knit and a well trained team can handle any situation that it comes across. Now, yeah, man. As long as there's that shared passion of love. I don't think anything can stop them. Yeah, that's true, bro. That's very true. That's not true, bro. I I have immense respect for these Michelin restaurants and high establishments, but I would love to work in one of those establishments one day in life. But would I ever open something like that? Maybe not. Negative, negative chances. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have that headache in my head. You know, like you you lose you lose your happiness, you lose your patience, and whatnot. No, no, thank you. Okay. Okay. I'd more. I'd be more happy to open a place where I throw a skillet in your face full of food, and you'll be happy. <laughs> like okay. eat this, have a beer. <laughs> happy. Done. <laughs> nice. Nice. That that's your goal. Something I'd like to do. That's something you want to do. Like open yeah. up a place where you can be yourself. You can actually. You can make sure that you're cooking. You're cooking without tension. Chill. Just chill. So so with love, man. The thing is, maybe join industry. Love, love for food. Sure. It should never turn into anger or frustration. Never. That is very true. I think that's where a lot of people are going wrong. You know, you you can be rude, you can be crude, you'll you'll be tough as boots. But what's the purpose? You you lost your you lost your meaning to the profession, I believe. Okay. That's that's okay. my opinion. That's okay. that's my opinion. I understand your opinion. I understand where you're coming from. Right. 
but since for, for me since i haven't experienced any of those i can't really say anything i can't like counter counter your uh, opinion you know yeah i respect that so yeah so what plans do you have for the future okay. what do you say <laughs> no i was going to i was going to make a bad joke as usual <laughs> okay no problem i moved on i moved on from that moment it's fine <laughs> uh, okay so what plans do you have for the future I, you said you don't have any such i don't know i like i said if i if at all i'd like to definitely open my own place up but i don't the timeline i can't see the timeline because right now everyone's timeline is screwed everything is screwed no. <laughs> everything is man fuck covid you know <laughs> like everything is screwed at, at a beautiful rate you know people are ignorant what not so i don't know but maybe i like to open up my own place but not now i i have a long way to go a real long way to go i have a lot of things to do a lot of things to learn that's it i have a, i have a whole life ahead that that's that's where you and i are right now that that's where i am i'm at i'm i'm at this place this point of journey in which for me the most important thing for me right now for my career is to learn skills and techniques not recipes but still a lot of these people with really young chefs open up a restaurant and it's commendable very commendable running a restaurant at a young age is commendable i can't do that personally i can't do that i need a, i need more okay okay you you need to know your limitations right only then can you yeah i personally can you break through them if you don't know your limitations yeah. then you can't can't break through them you know you can't assess yourself properly that's hmm. very important you 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 heard about Flynn McGarry no no i haven't he he is he is actually one of the youngest chefs ever to open up a restaurant i think he opened up right he is 19 right now i believe 19 or 20 or uh, about my age Okay. He opened up a restaurant when he was 19 years old. He worked in Noma, Alinea, everywhere. I was like, damn. I think he was, if he was 19 and he had worked at Noma and Alinea, I think he would have done starches but not worked there full time. He's like, okay. And he opened up a restaurant, a successful restaurant in New York called Gem. Oh, okay. Okay. I've seen and a video. I think I've seen a video of this. Oh, like, either way, Eater or Epicurious. Yeah. the chef ko charges 175 bucks for a meal oh yeah 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 so yeah he was plating got some so, di- uh, some uh, salad with beef and all beef right? yeah 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 yep yeah, yep yeah. yep yeah, yeah i've seen it i've seen it that's that's i know very commendable dude that it, it takes a lot of balls to you know step stand uh, like put your foot down and say yeah this is it i don't know bro, I'm, i'm still figuring out my food philosophy you know I'm still figuring out what I want to cook. I'm still figuring out yeah. what I want to achieve in this field. So something yeah. this yeah, thing I want to achieve in this field also, right? So one of the things yeah. I want one of the things I want to achieve is to through this podcast I want to create a community for chefs, farmers and vendors for the whole food industry, okay? Yeah. That's like the main purpose of this podcast. That's that's very commendable dude. ultra commendable so thanks a lot bro so that brings us to the end of the podcast it's been amazing conversation with you so where can we find you like where can people listening to this podcast can find you bro spotify and the website itself you can see in it so 
Thank you and finally goodbye and have a nice day